All righty, on a Friday night after Twins baseball, News Talk 830-WCCO. It's the Lake Show, Henry Lake and Christopher Tubbs, for 50 minutes, one hour. That's all that we've got on a Friday night. I don't think that Christopher Tubbs is going to be upset about that because we are just kind of easing into the baseball season. There will be many nights like this where we will wrap things up. We will do Twins post game and have fun right here on The Good Neighbor. We won't necessarily have a Twins post game tonight because, well, it's spring training. It's 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 exhibition baseball. It's the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers taking on the Minnesota Twins. So we're not going to break down anything, okay? But I do want to talk about one person specifically with the Twins that pitched tonight and how it goes into the regular season. Chris Paddock. Who pitched tonight? The Minnesota Twins will need Chris Paddock to give them something this year. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily breaking news, but I want to emphasize that and let it be known. Because we know that they didn't retain Sonny Gray. We know that Kenta Maeda, who I actually think was, he was so good in a Twins uniform in the two and a half years that he was here. And I say to he was here three, but he missed um, a portion, a good portion of the second year after a spectacular first season for the Twins. Runner up is Cy Young. So Kenta gone. Sonny gone. You didn't add anybody into that rotation necessarily. And so now we to this year, and we've talked about Joe Ryan. He needs to be one of those guys that's going to step up, that's going to elevate himself. But Chris has got to be that guy, too. And Chris Paddock has been somebody that's been oft injured. So, you know, that's a question mark right there in itself, is can he stay healthy, okay? And it's not to say that he is going to be somebody that's going to struggle this year with injuries, but he still has to go out and prove it. But the Twins, they got to get something out of him. Now, tonight, he was lifted in the second inning after 38 pitches. Okay? Didn't get injured or anything like that. The, the, the plan was that they were going to pull him at 40 pitches. They lifted him after 38 pitches. Pitch count got up there in the first inning. Second inning, they pulled him. So, it, we have to note that there are questions with this team, as much as they might be the favorite, and it doesn't matter where you go, whatever sports book you go to, whatever daily fantasy site or whatever site you go to, the Twins are the favorite to win the American League Central. They're the most talented team in the division, top to bottom. Chris Paddock we saw in the, the little flash that we saw him in the postseason last year. Well, he's got life. He's got a good arm. Is he going to hold up? Has he been durable? He hasn't been durable. We'll see if he's going to hold up. But the point of me starting there is that there was so much talk this week about the Twins and Joe Polad. They're not going to go out and spend $30 million or go get a top-line guy. Whatever. We get that, okay? I was not as outraged as everybody else with regards to that. But there is one thing that has to happen, okay? 
because over the course of spring training, because you don't you don't go out there and you're just trying to just do what you typically are going into the regular season and you're going to try to do. Okay, you're going to work on pitches during the course of spring training. That's where you iron out the kinks. That's where you get all the rust out. You work on stuff in spring training until you get to the regular season. But the thing that I do want to see, okay. And this is something that we'll have to see evolve over the course of spring training. Is that if the Twins are showing that they need assistance, if they're showing that they need help, that they need to add another arm, all I want, all I ask, is have the flexibility to go out and add somebody. And I'm not saying it's got to be a $30 million guy. I'm not saying it's got to be a $20 million guy. Heck, I don't know if if they need to add a $10 million arm, if there are any out there. But my point is, have some flexibility if you sense or think that we may struggle. That's all that I ask. Chris, is that too much to ask? No, no, not at all. And I think when people heard Joe Polad's comments, they instantly thought, okay, this is it. It's a hard line. We're not going to spend any money. You're not going to go out and spend the big-time money on a guy like Blake Snell right now, so we need to temper the expectations. But I I do believe, Henry, that they're smart enough to read the room that if they can't find somebody they need in their minor league system, that they will go out and figure out – a way to maybe acquire another veteran arm, whether that's going out to the free agent market or that's trying to make something happen via trade. Yeah, you you you, sh- you should have some flexibility. That that's that's what I'm asking for us to to have. If 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 you sense after the next few weeks, two and a half weeks, or three weeks in, and you're like, man, hold on, we don't feel comfortable going into the regular season with the way that this is currently looking, do you know what you do? You say, let's try to, because what are you supposed to do? A manager and the people in the front office, they're supposed to put the team in the best position possible to be successful. Now, I get it. You're going to do it within the confines and the restraints that you have financially, but this is the window for the Twins. And I'm not saying go out and you got to go and you got to grab a $30 million pitcher. But my point is that, if they need to add a little bit, just a little bit to the payroll, then you got to go out and do it. And I think right now, as we look at it here, and, and this is just my very uneducated guess, Lopez, Ryan, Paddock, Ober, Discofini. That's your five, as I would see it constructed right now. One thing that I feel like they've done, Henry, is, as well as hedging their bets, maybe with Chris Paddock, because we haven't seen him throw more than 100 innings in a couple of years. And, I mean, yep. let's be honest, his career high was his rookie year through 140 in two-thirds innings back in 2019. He's only projected from baseball reference to throw less than 60 innings. I think that's why you're hedging your bet with that and DiScalfini by trying to backload your bullpen that way okay well you know you might not need him to go 6 innings but if he can go 4 or 5 you know you can set it up with the guys that they've tried to at least give themselves a chance you know kind of like when you had the Chris Archer thing Chris Archer would only go 3 innings but you didn't have a bullpen with enough you know bullets out there to try and get you through a game 
Well, I'll say this. If if I can go on to prize picks and get the over on 60 innings for 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 Chris Paddock, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> I would I would you right now. I, I would like to smash the over on that as well. Yeah. But I think we also need to I don't I don't want to get all excited by the small sample size that we saw last year in the postseason no. when he's firing 90 because I mean if you, if you're going an inning or two you can absolutely let it all fly. I think that's what made Louis Varland so dynamic in that situation that he can just rear back and, you know, as, you know, Williams ought to do it, you know, gasolina papa. That's what he was throwing his straight heat. So I'm very curious about Chris Paddock, if he can sustain, because if you can get him over 100 innings and get him into that 110 to 120 range, I feel like you've got a guy that can give you more than enough value at that number three spot in the rotation, but that is a big, big if. Yeah, you, Twins fans out there, if you're listening, love to get some reaction from you. 651-461-9226. Is displaying and showcasing some flexibility at the start of spring training and having to maybe pivot a little bit two and a half to three weeks in if you need to add an arm or you need to add something uh, mildly to your payroll, are you down for that? I'd love to get your reaction because, to me, that's just not too much to ask. Look, we've heard loud and clear from the poll ads that you're not adding a $30 million arm. We have heard that. We know that that's not the case. But the bottom line is is that you need to display some flexibility because you know that your team is going to be good. Your team is going to be the one that's going to have the target on their back. Your team is the best in the American League Central, and you've got the goods to make uh, potentially. Another great run. 651-461-9226. We'll take your reaction, your phone calls. We'll do that next year on The Lake Show. It sounds like producer Christopher Tubbs, as we have this twins conversation, he wants to put another spin on this conversation. And we can take your reaction, your phone calls, your your thoughts on the WCCO Talk and Text Line, which is 651-461-9226. But, Chris, what do you have up your sleeve? What do you got? Well, here's a question that I have for you because the Twins are in a position where they are a favorite in the American League Central. And, I mean, I think, you know, like you said, depending on where you're looking, they've got really good odds to win the American League. So here's my question with some of these guys that could hypothetically still be out there on the market, maybe like a Jake Odorizzi who sat out last year, but, you know, he signed the deal with, you know, Texas for, you know, 6.25 million or a guy like Matt Boyd who pitched for the Tigers who last year, you know, one year, $10 million. Would these guys be more likely to come to a contender like the Twins, and maybe take a little bit less knowing that they would be in a position to win more games and have more success as a team? That's an unanswerable question, in my opinion. And the second part of the answer to that is, if Jake Odorizzi realistically had it to be able to help this team move forward with the relationship that he has, with manager Rocco Baldelli, don't you think they would have went down that road already? 
Well, I, I know that he, you know, he's coming off that shoulder injury and he's been throwing and he's ramping up. So maybe that's one of those guys, again, hypothetically, that you maybe look Maybe just at, wait till the end. Yeah, wait, wait till the end, see what he's like. And maybe he's one of those guys that you can slowly acclimate in. Uh, I've always been a fan of Matt Boyd. So I, I've always liked him. And I like the fact that you, know, you you need a you need a lefty as well. I I'm not big on an all right-handed rotation, even though that might be overrated. As much as everybody's in their feelings about the payroll and about them not going out and adding a significant arm or something like that, I do have a feeling, a gut feeling, and you can tell me what your feeling is. I do have just a feeling in my gut, that they are going to add somebody. Now, what that somebody is, what it looks like, what is the name, I have no idea, I have no clue, I have no inside information. All I'm saying is, is I just feel like as much as we talked about adding an arm this entire last few months, I just feel like eventually at some point they are going to do that. Well, we hear... You're not going to add payroll. Is that how great? Well, you know, Blake Snell's out there. Well, why can't we take a run at Blake Snell? Come on, man. You know, Cody Bellinger, this team doesn't need Cody Bellinger. I, I don't feel like the opportunity cost is there. There will be guys out there. Again, there are guys that are out there right now. And, and let's not forget, like, you know, Henry, over the last few years, you don't need an, and Chris and Danny brought it up tonight in regards to, to Chris Paddock. Spring training has changed. This is not you need to slowly ramp yourself up. These guys have been working throughout the offseason. They get to spring training and they hit the ground running. So some of these transactions, they can wait a little bit longer. They can wait towards the end of spring training. And then you can still add somebody. I mean, your your roster is in flux up until opening day and even past opening day. So I, I don't know that there needs to be that sense of urgency for them to absolutely say yes or no, that they're going to add somebody. But, you know, fans here, we're not going to add payroll. Well, yeah, you're, you're not going to add a $30 million guy. But like you said, that doesn't mean that they're not going to add somebody. Yeah. 651-461-9226. Bottom line, I, look, when we're talking about Twins payroll and all of that good stuff, I'll say this, Chris, because you mentioned um, a position player. And a, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a damn about position players right now. I really don't. They're, I think we've got enough deep. position players. They're, they're deep. They're talented. Yeah, I, yeah, it would be sunken cost in my opinion. That, that means nothing to me. When we... Talk about the Twins and moving forward. It's pitching or it's nothing else. Like, I get it. You can always have some creative depth. But I think that the depth that we need right now is with another starter. And and, and, and look, I'm not sitting here shaking my boots like, oh, my gosh, I'm concerned about the – no one's there, okay? I got faith. I, I think that Joe Ryan's actually – Flying under the radar. I think he's going to have a good season. And I thought he, he pitched fine last year. He did have the hiccup when, remember, he had the outings where you're like, hold on, what's going on? Why is he, why is he struggling? And then he had the, the injury that he didn't, yeah, he had speak the, he up had about, the, the groin, right? the groin injury that he didn't tell anybody about. And that hurts the organization. And it, it, he didn't tell anybody until after the, uh, the blow up in Atlanta, 
right, where he's giving up all the damn home runs and stuff. And then you're like, hold on, this is not Joe. And then we find out that Joe Ryan had been uh, hiding an injury from the organization. That's not good. That can't happen. I hope that he's learned from that mistake because when you do that, you hurt the entire organization. Moving past that, though, do I think that this team is going to have um, a solid pitching um, rotation? Yes, namely because of Ryan, because of Pablo, um, and, well, I, I'm hoping that Chris Paddock is going to be as good as we anticipate that he could be. But that's not the given. That's the question mark. And so you got to hope that other guys around are going to be able to fill in and shake. Where is Louis Barlin going to be slotted? Is he somebody that you're going to look to, to, to get some innings? Or is he going to be a guy that you're looking to come out of the bullpen? Because the bullpen is the part where people are saying they've improved themselves. They've improved themselves in the bullpen. They they absolutely have it. Uh, yeah, and, and that's I, what people believe. Yeah, I mean, you look at the you you look at kind of the, the strategy of it here, Henry. I I kind of break this down into two different strategies when you're dealing with the starting rotation. I think you've got Pablo Lopez and you've got Joe Ryan that are kind of you know the the two that you can count on. Chris Paddock is a question mark. I even feel like a Bailey Ober to a certain extent is a question mark because when he struggled last year, they sent him to St. Paul and had him rest. Like they, they shut him down for a bit to not completely wear him out. And then they, they brought him back up. Can Bailey Ober be a consistent guy, you know, number four in this rotation. And then Discofini, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. I don't know if you, you, you're counting on him as being a part of the rotation for the entire year, but the the first two guys, I'm not worried about the amount of innings. I feel like you strengthen the bullpen because you don't know three, four, five. You you can't treat those guys as if they're going to go out and give you a quality start every time. That's where I, I feel like those three might be a little bit on on a little bit shorter leash than maybe a Pablo Lopez or a Joe Ryan. Yeah, six five one four six one nine two two six. On the text line real quickly, uh, this one from the 763. As far as the pitching goes, you need to come somewhat close to what you lost. Lost some good pitching. Well, let me say this, and then I'll let you have the final word on this, Chris, before we head to break. It, I agree with the textures. Your pitching has to get close to, to being what it was last year, right? Now, now when I say close, I'm not sure they'll be able to replicate that. You, you, you're not going to get what you got last out of Sonny was, Gray. Yeah, you're not going to get that. Man, the, the, the pitching last year was stellar. Like, up until the All-Star break, the pitching carried them. Because remember, they, they struggled going into the All-Star break, but the, the pitching was so good last year. That was above-average Twins pitching. Like, we typically don't don't have our pitching be as good as it was last year. And the, the text is right. You lost some good pitching. But I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that we're going to know how good we're going to be pitching-wise until we actually get into the season and, and you gotta because go, of you, the unknown you, of Chris Paddock. And I think you, you can't just make an assumption off of a first start or two. You're going to have to give this thing no. you know, maybe three, four times through when the weather starts the rotation. To, to warm up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, say you, you've got to give this thing till maybe mid-May. Because uh, I feel like you can't really judge it fairly at the beginning part of the season. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, 
a professional athlete is released from their team before a reason we don't often see. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. There are so many reasons as to why players, professional athletes, get cut. They get released by teams. Clearly salaries that impact a team in different trades and stuff like that. You waive players because of a salary that they make. There are issues that happen like um, domestic assaults, certain things that are just absolutely just inappropriate that happen. Well, you know, th- this latest one, this one from this is from the news earlier today in the uh, the world of the NHL. Th- this one you just don't see very often. And it's it's when an athlete is released, their, their contract terminated because they're using hardcore drugs. And I'm not sitting here saying that I'm somebody that thinks that in the world today that there are no professional athletes that use hardcore drugs. Because clearly people still use drugs. Cocaine is still something that's popular in pop culture, in the entertainment world, in It sounds like the sports world. But we don't hear about it in 2024 the way that we heard about it back in the 80s, right? Like, remember Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden? And and we had all these different people that were having issues, right? All across the board. Uh, Michael Ray Richardson in the NBA. Heck, Roy Tarpley was a fabulous basketball player. He got banned for life. Well, I don't know if you've seen this story, Chris, but the Arizona uh, Coyotes, they waived and terminated the contract of Adam, uh, I think the last name is pronounced Rusica. And the reason why they did it, he posted to his Instagram stories a video of himself with a white powder appearing to be cocaine and a credit card on a counter. Like, f- first off, I don't think that that was intentionally done. I don't. Th- I, I'm. I'm not going to believe that a professional athlete who's 24 years old purposely put a video of themselves with cocaine in their presence and a credit card on a counter. They did that intentionally. There are things that you can accidentally do in terms of posting video, you know, uh, accidentally on Twitter or on Instagram. So I don't think it was purposely done. But you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. That this is, it's 2024. Now, we can only imagine what it was like years ago if you had social media with Daryl Strawberry, who we had on the show last year, right? Remember he came to town, yep, uh, was here yep. for the St. Paul Saints and stuff like that. Like, they're, they're super, super popular athletes that had big-time drug issues. I can only imagine what the world would have been like in the 80s and 90s with Instagram or Twitter or social media in general. Oh, man. Oh, but dude, 20, yeah. 24 years old? And you're in the second year of your contract with the National Hockey League, and that happens? 
Let me say this, Chris, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be a uh, hot take issue. I'm shocked by this. I, I am dead serious. I am shocked at this. T- t- to me, you just don't see this nowadays. That, you don't that, see it. That the you don't t- see videos of professional athletes using hardcore drugs. Okay, that, yeah, when you said you were shocked, I wanted to ask, were you shocked at the video or shocked that the team said, we got to let you go? So you're more shocked about the video. No, 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 no. No, I'm not shocked about the – I'm not shocked they let him go because if you look at his stats, he had done nothing for the team. Yeah. And he's not making a ton of money. And this is a PR situation, and you need to move on from the PR nightmare of what he has done. You cannot have somebody in your organization because that starts to taint maybe other guys in the locker room. But but think about that. Like, cocaine? That's pretty serious. Yeah, it, it is. And it's it's like we're more accepting of recreational drugs like a marijuana, something that would that that's seen that's it's perceived as not being quite as harmful. Right. Cocaine, you know, PCP, LSD, we, you know, heroin, something that could kill you. Those are the ones that I feel there's still this. Th- this line that you can't cross, no pun intended. And that was it. A- and this is good on the Arizona Coyotes part. Again, I have no problem with it. But I- 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 I'm not going to say that he was not aware of it because you certainly have to know that your phone or something that is around you is, I mean, is live. Like I- somebody would have had to have done something because you don't just start that and stop it and not know. So I mean, he he can't. No, but 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 there's but hold on, but hold on, hold on a second. You could I, I'm not saying he probably purposely did a video, but it's very easy to accidentally have something on your phone and upload it. I I've almost done it like 10 times where I've had like a a, a video or n- nothing inappropriate, n- nothing like that, but just almost sure. accidentally Put some uploaded something to like Instagram just because it hit the wrong way or something like that, whatever, or it went to another you know thing in the in the phone and I almost uploaded it. You see what I'm saying? I I, I do. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little more skeptical when it comes to. You, know, you think he did it on purpose? Well, no, but I'm I'm not saying that he did it on purpose because nobody in their right mind you would have to be an idiot. To put, to put this out there and think that it's going to be okay. Nobody w- would do that. But I, I, I don't know. I, yet yeah, I'm just, I'm skeptical that, I mean, do we know with somebody else there, did somebody else do it? I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's questions, but either way, this was just. Did somebody very, else do what? Well, was, was there something, and I'm just, maybe I'm getting caught up on the going live on Instagram and, and putting it up no, there. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't going live. It was an Instagram story. Oh, uh, there's a difference. Okay, okay. I thought I thought this was I thought this went live on Instagram. Okay. No, no, this is an Instagram story. So like, I could take a picture right now of myself drinking water and just upload it, and it can go into my Instagram stories. Yeah, and show right. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so, and, 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 but that's something that can easily be done on accident. What I'm saying is, is I believe that he purposely, clearly, purposely has video of him you know, recreationally using cocaine or whatever, right? But I don't think that anybody in their right mind, like you just mentioned, is going to upload that purposely. But I just, 
that that part is just to me. I'm shocked that we're still in an era where professional athletes who have everything to lose. Yes. Yes. Okay. That that you have worked your your butt off to be in a situation to make multi millions of dollars that you would throw it away because you're utilizing drugs during your career. Now, now I'm not I'm not advocating for drug use at any point in your life. Okay, not at all. But let me say this. If you are somebody that wants to utilize and use drugs and you want to get high, I'm not saying that you should because I clearly I've never advocated for that. I've never been a drug user. But if you're just so hell bent on I want to man, I want to I want to smoke. I want to sniffle. Why don't you do it after your career is over? Like, why are you going to do it in the midst of your career? Like you're, 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 you're literally rolling the dice like Adam just did here. And it makes no sense. And then on top of that. Think of it like this. So you know and I know, Chris, that cocaine, he didn't just go walk in the Costco or Target Pharmacy or <laughs> CVS or Walgreens and say, Yeah, I need a I need a hit. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like yeah, that, you, that's you, something you, you gotta go, get yeah. out on the street. Yeah, yeah you, that's you something go you gotta get out on the street. Have, are people aware that fentanyl's a thing? Like this guy could easily overdose. We see it all the time. So we have fentanyl that's out there killing people left and right. We even had the situation. What was it? A couple of years ago, the um, Angels pitcher. Remember, he was getting the stuff from the um, from the trainer. Yep. I, we know of things going wrong, and that tr- that trainer got jail. He's like in jail. Like, why are you still doing this? You, you're just a dumb. You're just a dummy. You're just boneheaded. But you do it because once you do it and you get hooked, you, you're going to do it recreationally. You don't figure that something like this is going to happen, and you're not going to get caught. You're doing this on your free time. You're doing it, and you know nobody's going to know because it's in the privacy of your home, your apartment, whatever. But then you have something like this happen. And as for the overdose, they're not thinking. They're not thinking like that. And I'm not saying he's an addict, not by any stretch of the imagination. Who? But um, this, uh, the uh, the player here. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not Ad- saying that either. Yeah, Adam Rizica. I- I'm not saying that. Yeah. But, but at that point, you're doing it for the high. You're doing it to relax. And you're, you're not thinking about any of these other situations that have happened with overdoses. Because it's not going to apply to you because you don't you don't think anything of it. You're just thinking about yourself there in the moment. Man, I just I hate to see people just tarnish their reputations in this way and just throw all caution. Right. Like you're putting your life online by using cocaine. And, and realistically, it's going to be interesting to see Will this guy. Will somebody in NHL pick him up? Now, he's young enough to where somebody could take a flyer on him maybe in a year or two, right? Like, he's 24, clearly his window to play, depending on his talent. I'm not somebody that knows. I don't know anything about this guy. This is the first time I've seen a story about him. But I guess if he's not, like, super talented, then is his career over? I don't know. If he's somebody that's as talented as, like, a Kirill Kaprizov or something, you know what I'm saying, like a super you know, young stud, of course that person is going to get picked up by another team in a couple of years or a year. But quite frankly, if this was a significantly talented player, they wouldn't have got waived. 
They no, wouldn't have got terminated no, and, in the first place. And my understanding is I think he's with Edmonton now, and the Players Association is filing a grievance uh, for the you know for the termination from Arizona, I, I don't know what the grievance could be at, at this point. I mean, it's a it's a workplace violation. It's an HR. It's a PR nightmare. A, and Arizona did the right thing. Uh, is he going to be able to get his you know as my wife would say get his poop in a group when you know with a new organization? I mean, hopefully it's a wake-up call for him because at, at 24 years old, there's a lot, a lot of life ahead for him. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment of The Lake Show on a Friday night. Are you trying to signal to me that we that, that we got to do three hours tonight? Yes. Are you signaling to me that we got to go till midnight? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, you're on your own. No, I'm sorry. You, you, you're on your own. No. Hey, you. Hey, it was nice talking to everybody on the show tonight. Christopher Tubbs, he's got the late show until midnight tonight. <laughs> no, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, the same way, the same. You're Adam. You accidentally played the open. I did. Yeah. He I... accidentally uploaded to his Instagram stories him using cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me Thanks, play, Adam. Me playing the open. Well, when you said Adam, I'm thinking Carter. I'm thinking, what did Carter do? No. But, but no, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, a little bit of a difference between me accidentally playing the open. And I've even got it color-coded, right? I've got the color-coded, uh, the open, and I've got the, the clothes. But, yeah, I just, I, I, this is what happens when we do an hour's worth of a show. Like, m- my focus is completely gone. Man, yeah. <laughs> T-Wolves fans out there that are always complaining, we're flyover country, nobody likes us, why don't we get attention, we're the number one seed. ESPN has, has been Timberwolves central today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stephen A. Smith is here. He is going to be, well, he broadcasted first take. From here earlier this morning, they've done live shots from Target Center all damn day. Nas Reed was on Sports Center. Cat was on First Take. Anthony Edwards had to sit down with Malika Andrews. Like, I don't want to hear the bitching and complaining about we we don't get any coverage. Win the damn game tonight. Win, win the game. Tonight. I'm sick. Of, I hate how we complain. We what what it what it. Rest in peace to my guy, Denny Green. Denny Green said, what do you say? No room for crybabies, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it from Wolves fans. I'm a Wolves fan, and I'm saying it. Stop with the, oh, gosh, so frustrating. Come out, play good against Milwaukee at home, out of the All-Star break, nationally televised, as much publicity and buzz as you've had in as far as I can remember, and if you really want to make a statement, Henry, I feel tonight is the night to do it. Man, tonight is a statement game. It is. I feel. Yeah, it, I, it, I absolutely it, it feel it, it is. It, it, it's not a must win. It's not any of that. We have played well all year long. We have dominated the Clippers a couple times. We play. We beat the. We beat the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. We beat the Celtics. Like we've played out. We're the number one seed in the West. So if they lose tonight, am I going to all of us say, "Oh man, we're frauds"? No, 
That That's not the take. But the bottom line is this, okay? Bottom line is this. Go out there and continue to push the narrative that you're legit, that you're a contender. Because I, I don't want to hear the complaining next week if you lose tonight about, well, we don't, national, national TV, we don't get, they've actually added broadcast. Have you seen that? Do you see that like a week ago? Yeah. They've added like four, four nationally yep. televised games. Yep. The, the Wolves get four nationally televised games for the rest of the year. The four out of what, the 27 that they're going to have? So you're going to be fine in terms of the national spotlight. But again, it, it, like you said, Henry, it's not a must win, but it's a statement game. And to me, those are two completely different things. You, you want it. I mean, I, fans just like to feel like they're disrespected anyway, right? So, yeah, but why, do, why should we care? I don't know. Why I, should we care? I don't know. I don't mind flying under the radar and being you know, get, get people's attention tonight. Exactly. All right, that's going to wrap up the Lake Show here on this Friday night. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Have an awesome weekend, and we will talk to you Monday right here on The Good Neighbor.